This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Joining us now for our regular fortnightly catch up at this time on a Thursday morning, Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins. Morena, Aaron, great to have you with us. Good morning. It's been too long. <laughs> it has. It's been uh, all of two or three days. But I mean, there's so much going on right now. Um, let's talk yeah. about. Uh, let's talk about something other than the ten-year plan. Actually, uh, obviously, the biggest uh, news nationally uh, this week has been the announcement from Health Minister Andrew Little that uh, there's a whole raft of changes to the health system, including the scrapping of all 20 district health boards in favour of one national organisation, Health New Zealand, by July next year. Now, of course, these are decisions at national level, but uh, you, I, I guess, will have been thinking about the implications for the people of our city. Um, your, your take on this? I don't think anybody is uh, going to suggest that the, the current system uh, was the best system. I mean, I've, I've always felt felt for a long time that uh, the DHB model was fundamentally flawed. If not, um, if one were to be cynical about it, uh, set up to fail. Um, but the the concern we have really is uh, if, the, if the voice of our community doesn't have the mechanism it currently has to be a part of the conversation around health delivery, uh, then what does that look like? Um, and uh, a, a national entity that has four regional offices uh, is, is inevitably going to be more distant from uh, from us than than the southern DH, DHB has been. And, and I've I've really valued uh, the proximity of the DHB and the way that we've been able to collaborate with them. Um, you know, most recently on the around the the, the water issues in East Otago, but obviously uh, all the way through the COVID nineteen response. Uh, and at other levels that people may not be um, so uh, so aware of in terms of uh, organising interpreter services for former refugee families and, and our ongoing work to get better health outcomes through through housing. And, and those have been really uh, fruitful relationships. And I struggle to see how one of four regional offices, let's say at the, the South Island-wide branch of a national entity, will be quite so uh, available or responsive or flexible. Um, you know, the, the the DHB board model is is, um, is inherently problematic in that it is a community that represents their um, their board members, uh, but they are in turn accountable not to the communities that elect them, but to the minister. And that is uh, that is a that is a big issue, and and there is certainly merit uh, in in what is being discussed around um, you know the the provision of of services to support. Uh, local communities and, and, and local commissioning models, but the, the the nervousness I have is that the overriding impulse that this government seems to have is one of centralisation, and we're seeing that in water service delivery and resource management reform and polytechnic reform uh, and, and, and now in, in the reform of, of the health sector, and that makes me nervous. Uh, and... and uh, but it is also an opportunity. Uh, and on, on Friday, uh, the Minister for Local Government uh, will announce the, the scope of her review into the future for local government. And I think there is certainly potential um, to to play a more active role in supporting the health and well-being outcomes in our community. We saw uh, the role that not just uh, local government played, but... Um, but uh, the iwi and Māori groups around the country in supporting welfare and well-being 
in a way that government agencies and government departments would never be able to, and, and that is something uh, that has really demonstrated the value of what uh, of what local government can do. Um, but you know, there's it's um, the, the the establishment of the public health bodies and, and the and the Māori Health Authority are both really positive. I think um, uh, it, it will depend on their success. Will depend on the ability, well, the the funding they get. And, and their ability to remain independent of of government, certainly in in public health, that is uh, that has always been a struggle for people in the in the public health sector to um, uh, break free of the the influence of significant lobbying interests. But it's far more dramatic than I think anybody was expecting. It, it is certainly uh, long overdue. Um, the the model was broken as it currently is. Um, but the, the lack of detail around uh, what will come next and, and, and how our local voice will be heard and decisions that are made that most affect them um, is, is, the, is the, the crux of the debate at this point. You will have drawn some relief, I suppose, from um, the reassurance that this won't affect the Dunedin Hospital build. Yeah, absolutely, um, and it means that you know, and there are always going to be tensions uh, in a project of that size and of that significance between uh, the objectives of the Ministry of Health, who are leading it, and the desires of our community. Uh, and without the DHB being involved directly in that, it makes it uh, more uh, more important than it than it ever has been that the the city and and the region uh, remain uh, connected to that process in the way that we have been through the the various local advisory groups to make sure that you know the 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 community's desires and the city's ambitions are are certainly um, front and center of that discussion as the design continues to develop stay with health um you've welcomed the recommendations of the ministry of health's review into the health response to the waikoiti water supply issue are your main takeouts from that uh, yeah it was it was helpful um, there's certainly hard it's hard to find uh, to find fault in their recommendations and and many of those have have been initiated by us here locally already um, but I think it's more so than um, being re- giving reassurance to people in Dunedin I think uh, having a greater degree of clarity around the roles and responsibilities um, around the country in, in, the, in terms of the provision of drinking water uh, should be should be reassuring uh, to uh, to all New Zealanders that an event like this uh, wouldn't be able uh, to happen again, and 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 that is uh, certainly um, that is certainly welcome when you have you know, this many um, cogs in the machine, if you like, and making sure that they are all aware of, of the, the responsibilities they have and making people aware of what is going on um, can only be helpful. And certainly from uh, from here, uh, we will take up our own review as, as has been signalled. We were always waiting for the Ministry's work to come back um, for two reasons. One, uh, in case it gave us any, any direction as to where we would need to Certainly, and it certainly has, but also to try avoid duplicating uh, the effort of the of the the ministry review. But the the scope of that will come back. The sign off on the twenty fifth of May. 
In the meantime, the latest water test results are continuing to come back either clear of any sign of lead or within the acceptable limits, so that's all good news. Yeah, and, and the the kit that we've imported from Belgium that will uh, allow us to uh, test and get results in, in real time and in, in 20-minute intervals, uh, that is... Um, that is en route, uh, and, and once we have that calibrated, I mean, the, the goal will be to have that calibrated to a degree that uh, the public health authorities are comfortable, and, and so should there be um, a recurrence of, of intermittent spikes in the reservoir and the, in, in the drinking water um, supply, uh, that uh, technology would allow us to uh, to shut it down so that it didn't get into the distributed network and, and that is uh, probably our, our greatest uh, opportunity at this point to be able to um, re-establish that service for those affected communities who have been uh, incredibly patient uh, it has to be said, lugging their uh, bottles of water to and from uh, over the last couple of months and hopefully not for too much longer. Turning now to um, issues around the central city, and one of those has been some concerns raised by young people and others about their sense of um, of safety or otherwise around the bus hub. Uh, and we had some publicity a few weeks ago about whether the cameras that were uh, monitoring that area are working or not. Where, where are we at with that at the moment? That is... Um, that's in the process of being handed over to the DCC, I understand, um, but, uh, but I would um, I would caution in general uh, against the idea that that will somehow fix the problem. If, if the if everyone thought the cameras were working and it didn't seem to stop anyone's um, behaviour, then um, you know, I, I can't see that necessarily changing. And, and we know that um, internationally. Uh, cameras aren't necessarily that helpful in preventing incidents. It just makes it easier to be able to identify uh, the, the perpetrators of bad behaviour and, um, and 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 find them and um, and help them or or, or bring them uh, before the relevant authorities. But you know, it's it's certainly not it's certainly not helpful. It's it's not something that um, I personally have have witnessed um, but that's not to say that it isn't happening and, and it's certainly something that we should um, should we, we should all be uh, we should be all be concerned about people not feeling welcome or not feeling safe in our city centre and I think you know, we need to take a, a wider view than uh, isolated sites uh, and, and look at how we build an environment that is are safe uh, and welcoming for all people uh, in the city centre and, and that's uh, certainly a, a, a central part of uh, the work that we're doing uh, through the central city plan and, and in particular at the moment through the design of, or redesign of the George Street uh, retail quarter. Well, so in relation to the bus hub though, I mean police have been, they raise concerns about uh, youth being drunk, getting into fights, huffing aerosols, bullying... Uh, generally being intimidating. Is, is this a matter that that is a police matter only? Uh, no, I think it's a cop-out. Oh, terrible pun, sorry. Uh, to, to suggest that it is, that it is solely a, a matter for the police. I think it is, a, it is a collective responsibility that we 
all have in the areas that we have direct control over uh, to build a, an environment where uh, people feel welcome and and people feel safe. And obviously uh, that isn't happening uh, at the moment. Um, it's, a, it's certainly something that, um, that I would welcome a, a conversation with uh, with police about in terms of, I mean, the irony is they're right there uh, and, uh, and, and that doesn't seem to be much of a deterrent either. Um, but this is, uh, it, it's something that, I mean, it's something that is, uh, has um, of direct concern to people who, who feel unsafe, but it has a wider implications in terms of running uh, interference of our, uh, our ambition as a city to encourage more people to use public transport and, and the bus hub has been uh, a, a great asset in terms of uh, making it easier for people to access the city centre without having to drive there uh, and it would be unfortunate if um, with if these current concerns uh, were to uh, were to create uh, unnecessary resistance to that. Speaking of uh, feeling welcome in the city, interesting story in the Otago Daily Times this morning about uh, a local music venue that uh, has, in the last few months, had six visits, I think, from noise control through three complainants around uh, the, the level of noise. And it uh, it's kind of raised, hasn't it, a, a bit, quite a lot of discussion, particularly among creatives in the city, about, about how welcome or otherwise they feel uh, and how um, authorities respond to this vexed issue of... Of, of noise uh, at a time when at various parts of the city uh, the apartment buildings are being encouraged and so forth and in a city uh, living is becoming more a significant factor um, it's a it's a curly one isn't it for a city that uh, that trades quite a lot on its musical heritage yeah and this is a, an international <laughs> phenomenon obviously and 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 you know, Many of many of us remember the the slow demise of uh, of art cafe and high street under similar circumstances, and nobody wants to see a repeat of that. Uh, and and it's it's one of those things where you know we have um, we have not necessarily competing uh, desires, but desires that are perhaps intention around trying to encourage. And more people to live uh, in the in the inner city um, in terms of building a, a more compacted and form and having more people in the city centre is, is good for the for the local for local businesses in that area and for the general um, vibrancy of that area. Um, but also, um, yeah, that goes hand in hand with uh, creating an uh, environment where um, to that support you know, events and, and, and art and music and, and so on. And and so and this is something that you know this is something that the that the city takes very seriously. I, I think, and I've had a number of conversations. You won't be shocked to learn about this in, in recent times. And uh, it's it's clear to me that uh, we need a um, we need to to better align, if you like, uh, the the regulatory arm. Uh, of uh, of council who who responds to complaints generally, uh, and and the the arts team within council whose job it is to support the development of our uh, of our local creative community and and uh, they don't they don't need to be and, and they shouldn't be 
are diametrically opposed, and, and it's, it's as much a question of um, people operating in isolation um, as much as anything else. But uh, it's a, a conversation I've had with uh, with the chief executive and with senior management uh, this week, uh, and, and continues to be a, a priority because it would be uh, an absolute um, disaster if. Uh, we couldn't hold folk concerts uh, in the city centre. For those who, who might want to have their voices heard on that issue, uh, there's been some discussion around. Well, you know, maybe a submission to the to the ten year plans appropriate, but but uh, it's a little difficult to see where uh, um, there is obviously some discussion around the theatre theatre development potential theatre development and and a significant. Mm-hmm allocation for that but I mean is that the right forum for those who want to be heard or who, who have a perspective on this to be heard rather better ways yeah well I mean, my, my general response is you know that while it is a budget meeting people uh, people should let us know about anything uh, that is of concern to them through the 10 year plan uh, and, and and there are many there are, there are different uh, elements to this and, and another another um, another one is um, beyond noise control uh, the, the the costs of compliance, if you like, for people who are trying to establish venues outside of the um, or outside of bars, if you like, if you're, if you're setting up towns, um, project spaces or uh, or venues um, in, in, in unconventional locations, uh, the 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 ability for uh, for people to be able to um, make them compliant is is well, can be expensive, and so that is a budgetary issue. And so, if, if people um, were of a mind to ask council in the way that we had funds for to support the adaptive reuse of heritage buildings, for example, we have the heritage fund where building owners come to that and get grants to do the work to bring their buildings up to spec. Um, you know, is that um, is that a model for being able to support venues that want to uh, go down that path that, to be able to do that uh, um, legitimately? And, and and so that is something that has been raised with me, and that is something that is absolutely is a, a budgetary issue. But um, it seems increasingly obvious to me that in parallel to the ten-year plan, um, we need um, we need a a forum uh, to deal with. Uh, these issues um, more specifically, and, and uh, that's something that uh, something that I've been thinking about in the last uh, 24 hours. So it's, it's, it's early thinking, but I think it would be a, a, a useful thing to be able to do to bring all of the interested parties together to talk about what we can do that would be the most effective way uh, of of supporting uh, of supporting them. Well, certainly a hot-button topic, and many interested in that. We will stay close to it. Um, I appreciate all the time you've given us this morning. Just very quickly and finally, some good news. You uh, had uh, the opportunity to accept a couple of awards uh, on behalf of the city at the Sister Cities New Zealand conference. Oh, God, I thought you were going to talk about rally driving. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were in uh, you and everyone else. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good to be up in, in Wellington last week for the Sister Cities uh, New Zealand uh, conference, their, their 40th anniversary, um, and, uh, and and we uh, we uh, got an award of recognition of our 40-year relationship with Otaru in Japan, um, which was 
was last year, but obviously all acknowledgements and celebrations were dutifully cancelled. Uh, so that was uh, that was good. Uh, and and in the awards uh, section, uh, we were runner-up for uh, Project China in the category of of best project uh, through the sister cities network with a, a business focus. And that's uh, that's something that has been you know, again built on uh, decades of both you know political and civic leaders in the city. It's, it's a relationship that is challenging to build on at a time when we can't leave the country or people can't come uh, come and visit us um, but certainly um, you know, justified recognition of, of all of the uh, work that has gone into building the, the Shanghai relationship uh, in the 90s. Yeah, lovely to see. Well look, um, Aaron Hawkins, I'm going to leave totally alone that, that trip in a, in a vehicle that you took. <laughs> all I would say is if you're at all interested in seeing the competing forces of fear and, and G-forces on, on anyone, do hop online and take a look at uh, at our mayor um, uh, doing a, a trip around um, the town in a very, very fast car. Uh, thanks so much for taking some time to join us again on the Awesome Morning Show, Aaron. We look forward to catching up with you again in a fortnight. Thanks, Jeff. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.